Flickwish Rising is brought to you by Redbox. Rent new releases and classic favorites from movies, TV shows, and games at low Redbox prices. Join Redbox Perks and get a free one-night DVD rental on us. Sign up today at redbox.com. And by North End Subaru of Lunenburg. As your premier retailer of new and used Subaru vehicles, our dedicated sales staff and top trained technicians are here to make your auto shopping experience fun, easy, and affordable. So don't wait and let us put you in your ideal Subaru vehicle today. North End Subaru of Lunenburg, located at 757 Chase Road in Lunenburg, Massachusetts, and at NorthEndSubaru.com. Rise up, movie fans, and unleash your power. This is Flick Wish Rising with your host, Bill Harris. Ah, Sony, why'd you have to go being a jackass? What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Flick Wish Rising. This is your host, Bill Harris. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody got your chairs pulled up, legs up, kicked back, chilling, got a drink in your hand, taking a load off, and welcome to a new show. Welcome to a new match um, in the 2019 Flick Wish Showdown Tournament as we're heading back to the Boys and Girls Club of Lunenburg for the championship match for that club, which will have two teams going toe-to-toe to determine who will be moving on and representing the Boys and Girls Club of Lunenburg at the 2019 Flick Championship at O'Neill Cinemas, and they'll be facing the champion of the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Lowell, which will be determined in our next episode of Flickwish Rising. Um, so this is championship week, basically. We've got two um, final matches in the second round determining the champions for the final showdown at the uh, 2019 Flickwish Showdown Championship. So uh, a big thank you to all of our supporters, all of our listeners, uh, both clubs in participating in the tournament, all the students, all the kids, as they've been doing a great job. I've been really excited to be able to get to know these students and these kids um, and just enjoying their incitement in this tournament and their just you know, all in participation. Um, and first and foremost, I also want to thank our sponsors of this tournament as well. Um, Red box, North end Subaru of Lunenburg, as well as great wolf lodge, the Lowell spinners and O'Neill cinemas. Um, and of course this episode is brought to you by Redbox. So for the latest new releases and classic favorites from movies, TV shows, and games at low, low prices, definitely check out redbox.com. And if you join the Redbox perks program, you'll get a free one night DVD rental on Redbox. Redbox. So make sure you guys sign up today at redbox.com. So um, as mentioned, we've got the next match coming up um, in the Flickwish Showdown tournament. Um, and also, there's something I want to kind of touch on this week. Um, it, it, I, had to, I had to take a couple weeks to process this news. Um, I, I didn't want to be one of these podcasters that just immediately jumped online um, and posted an episode with just raw emotion. But um, if you follow... I'm sure you guys have probably seen this news in your feed a couple of weeks ago, going probably going on two weeks now. Um, even if you don't follow or watch the Marvel movies, the Marvel Cinematic, you know, MCU movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, um, I'm sure you saw the news that there was this major breakup between two major studios in Hollywood, and it revolves around Spider-Man. Um, it was between Marvel Studios and Disney, their parent company Disney, and Sony Pictures. And basically, what it what it is, it kind of got to kind of kind of go back because if you're not familiar with the history of 
Spider-Man in the Marvel in the, in the MCU. It kind of goes back to uh, probably like the late '90s when Marvel, uh, you know, when it was just Marvel Comics before Marvel Studios even really came around. Uh, Marvel Comics was really struggling in the, about in the late '90s, and they were on the verge of bankruptcy. So they kind of made a decision to sell off some of their movie rights um, to some of their A-list characters to, you know, to basically create new rev- revenue streams that would save the company from bankruptcy. So what they did was um, they sold off the movie rights to Spider-Man to Sony Pictures, Columbia Pictures. Um, so they basically got a royalty from those movie rights. And Sony now had the rights to make you know Spider-Man movies, which basically turned into the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies featuring Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3. And then um, later on, after Spider-Man 3 kind of, you know, was mediocre, wasn't really received really well, the franchise kind of lost steam, so they went back and rebooted it with The Amazing Spider-Man starring Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And then uh, following that, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that one lost some steam, was mediocre, wasn't really well received. So the whole Spider-Man franchise really kind of lost a lot of heat, a lot of steam. So, um, and on top of that, Marvel also sold the movie rights back in the late 90s uh, to um, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four to 20th Century Fox. So Sony and 20th Century Fox kind of ushered in the whole, or kind of revitalized the superhero genre in movies. I mean, you know, the superhero genre kind of kicked off really, I mean, big time with Batman way back in 1989, the Tim Burton, Jack Nicholson Batman. Um, But then it went to a whole nother level in 2000 when um, 20th Century Fox made the first X-Men movie. And then following that, Spider-Man came out in 2002. So that kind of ushered in the wave of the superhero movie. And then, of course, in 2008, Marvel kind of got their act together because they got bought out by Disney and Disney now owned them and gave them solid footing, stable footing. So Marvel was able to kind of regroup, revitalize, and they launched Marvel Studios and hence created the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that kicked off with, you know, of course, in 2008 with Robert Downey Jr. and the first Iron Man. And the the rest, as you know, is history from Captain America, Thor, The Incredible Hulk, The Avengers, you name it, Ant-Man, all those great films. Um, for you know, comic book geeks like myself, and you know that kind of thing. So, what happened was after Sony had kind of lost steam with the Spider-Man franchise, and Spider-Man kind of was really lackluster. It didn't have that, you know, that pow like the Batman franchise did once did, and um, you know, and Marvel was really starting to kind of dominate the marketplace when you know in the superhero movie game. Um, ultimately, what happened was Sony saw what Marvel was doing and I think, you know, and they made a smart decision in, in basically jumping on the Marvel train, train and they made a partnership with Marvel where they basically rented Spider-Man to Marvel so that they could plug him into the MCU. Now, the way the deal worked was that Sony was going to keep um, 95% of the box office grosses from those movies. Um, any move, any Marvel movies featuring Spider-Man, Sony got 95% of the box office Marvel slash Disney got 5%, but Marvel got 100% of the merchandising. So any toys, T-shirts, you know, bed sheets, you know, whatever, you name it, lunchboxes, whatever had, um, you know, the Spider-Man, the Marvel, you know, merchandise, Marvel logo on it, anything like that, the merchandising, Marvel got 100% of that. Uh, but Marvel also had to kick in uh, like a royalty 
like like I think it goes a few million dollars or something like that to Sony as a royalty for having the rights to use Spider-Man. So, you know, and that deal was very beneficial to both parties because, every, you know, Marvel, they plugged Spider-Man into Captain America Civil War. That movie was a huge hit. Definitely Spider-Man was a standout character in that Tom Holland, fantastic performance. I think he pretty much took up the mantle as the best Peter Parker, I think, kind of knocked, you know, Tobey Maguire off the bo- out of the box. Um, and then, of course, you know, he had his own standalone flicks from Spider-Man, um, Homecoming to Spider-Man Far From Home and also in the Avengers flicks. So Spider-Man was back in a big, bad way in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. And um, then ultimately what happened, this news that just broke a couple uh, couple weeks ago, in which kind of you know shut down the internet because everybody was shocked because Spider-Man has become such a beloved character in the MCU now after the success of Spider-Man Far From Home as well. Um, people were shocked to find out that Sony and Marvel slash Disney uh, were unable to reach a renewal deal for their partnership, and the deal was pretty much dead. It's looking like that partnership is now dead, and what's look what's going to happen is Spider-Man is no longer going to be part of the MCU, and it's going to go back under Sony's roof. And I was stunned by this by this news because this partnership looked like it should have been common friggin' sense to re- renew, work out the numbers, finalize a deal, and call it a friggin' day, um, and just move on because that was a gravy train that was just—I mean, it was just printing money. And it—I it ju- mean, as a as just a general consumer, I've got no—you know—I got no horse in this race. Just as a general consumer, that should just be business one hundred and one. You've got a great deal between the two. This is like a like a like a Disney Pixar deal that is just it, it's it's chocolate and peanut butter. You just you make it work. You put it together and make that shit work. Um, but ultimately, the de- deal fell through. It didn't. I guess it wasn't working out. The numbers didn't come together the way they wanted. So now Spider Man's going back to Sony. Sony's got complete control over Spider-Man again, and they're going to make their own independent standalone Spider-Man movies like they used to with no more connection to the MCU. So there's what couple, you know, there's this one point I'm going to get to on that, which really I had to sit back and kind of think about. Um, but the reason why the deal didn't work out was because Marvel Disney slash Disney went back to Sony and said, listen, we want a bigger piece of the box office. We don't want just 5%. So what they did was they said, "Let's uh, we will split the production costs of the next Spider-Man movie 50-50. We'll put in 50% of the, of the money. We get 50% of the profits. And I guess I think if I understand it right, Marvel and Disney would still keep um, the 100% of the merchandising. Um, but they would get 50% of the box office instead of 5%. But they're putting their money in. They're putting up just as much risk as Sony is. And that's basically the deal that they proposed. Well, Sony, I guess, didn't like that. They didn't want to have anything to do with that kind of deal. And they you know, and they walked away from the table, supposedly. Um, and when, when the news broke and everybody lost their friggin' minds, Sony came out with a, with a statement um, saying that kind of, you know, saying, hey, we tried to make a deal work. Disney wasn't going to budge. Disney couldn't really give us what we needed as far as resources from Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel Studios. He's the president and has been, the, you know, a key producer and consultant with Sony on, on steering the Spider-Man ship into the MCU and making it work. He's been, a, I mean, the guy is an absolute mastermind when it comes to the superhero genre. Um, and the way Sony is spinning it, is that it's pretty much Disney's fault. They couldn't, you know, give Kevin 
to Sony in you know the resources from Kevin at the at the level that they needed to continue the partnership. Um, I didn't. I don't really buy it. I think it's total bullshit because I think they were so quick to release a statement. Usually, when someone is so quick to address it in a deal that doesn't work out, nine times out of ten, this is just my gut talking. Nine times out of ten, it's usually because they know they are in in their heart of hearts and subconsciously they know that they are at fault. So they're sitting back saying, look, we know we screwed up. We're going to get ahead of this thinking they're doing damage control and kind of and spin it in a way that uh, makes the other party look bad. Um, and so that that was my first telltale sign. I'm like, okay, Sony dropped the ball on this deal, um, and now they're trying to clean up the mess. Disney's kind of hanging back. Disney and Marvel's kind of hanging back a little bit saying, you know, we we don't really we don't have to do the damage control on this one. And this is this goes into where my my point is my whole view on this. Um, I kind of look at this whole breakup as uh, Sony kind of is the equivalent of a drug addict who is in, who is in recovery. And where I say that is, okay, when they had Spider-Man all to themselves, they were churning out these Spider-Man movies and they were losing focus. And they, they basically were kind of like a drug addict who were, they were jumping from lily pad to lily pad to get that quick box office high, get that big box office hit, but they didn't have a clear direction. And they were falling off the wagon after every couple of films, and they just needed clear focus. So here comes, you know, Marvel, the MCU. This is a, a fantastic rehabilitation clinic for Sony if they're willing to step up and check their ego at the door, which they did, and they worked out a deal, and they went into rehab. They got plugged into the MCU. Now you got this, you know, you got this addict starting to get cleaned up. They're getting focused. They're getting direction. They're getting guidance. Um, and usually when you go into rehab, you've got... You know, you've got your recovery process, then you go into probably into a halfway house, and then eventually you're out on your own where you've got a sponsor, the sponsor that kind of keeps you in check, make sure you're straight, make sure you're not falling off the wagon and using again. So what I think was when they were, you know, when they were in that MCU rehab clinic getting getting cleaned up and, and getting straight, and they started seeing all the success, the success that they were having within under the MCU roof, you know, that ego starts getting a little bit big, you know, and then they start getting, you know, getting everything starts getting inflated and eventually it starts becoming a dick measuring contest. You know, you've got, you know, you got both of these dudes standing side by side after Spider-Man, you know, Far From Home hits. And that turned out to be Sony's biggest hit at like over a billion dollars worldwide. You got Sony standing there thinking they, they've got a, you know, they're, they're measuring dicks and they think they got one that's right on par with the MCU. And they're standing there saying, look at it, look at it, Spider-Man far from home. Look at the hit we've got here. Boom. And they, they're showing it off. They're standing right next to Marvel. Marvel's got a package about 10 years, over 10 years worth of investment. And they're standing there looking, look, ours is 10 years of natural, organic growth. Look at it. You know, here you got Sony who had just a quick shot of MCU steroids, you know, HGH pumped into theirs to give them that growth, but that's not organic. That's not natural. That's just a quick shot of MCU into it to make it look big. And I think Sony thinks that they're okay. They're clean. They're fine. So they've made it from the rehab clinic to the halfway house but they're not going forward with getting a sponsor to keep them clean. They're, instead of continuing their partnership with Marvel and the MCU, they sit back and say, no, we're good, we're fine, we're clean, we're, we're going to go out on our own. We don't need you anymore. We, got, we learned everything we need. We're going to go out on our own now. And what, <clears throat> what I don't think they realize 
is it, it's a pure dick measuring contest. You know, Tom Rothman, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put this, put it on this guy because the guy is the CEO of Sony Pictures, and the buck stops with him. So ultimately, this was his final decision on whether to pull the plug or not on Sony's end of the deal. I put. You know, point a finger at this guy. This guy's probably sitting there thinking, "Hey, look, I'm rocking. You know, I'm rocking ten inches." Where Sony's, you know, looking at them. You know, I mean, excuse me, Marvel's looking at him, saying, "Look, dude, we're rocking 20, 20 inches of organic growth." If you know what I'm saying, versus your ten inches of steroid shot up growth. Um, and I think Rothman got a little bit of a big head, and he said, "You know what? No, we get, we got this. We know how to do this. We know how to build our own universe. We don't need you anymore. We're going to take Tom Holland. We're going to take Spider Man. Plug him into our own thing. Have him go up against Venom. Have him go up against Morbius, and we're going to be just fine. Don't you worry about a thing." Um, I, I think it's an idiotic move. It's an absolute idiotic move because when you 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 think about it, the the Marvel Studios brand. When you see that Marvel logo show up on the, on the big screen. When you see that collage of footage from all those Marvel movies built into that Marvel logo, you see those clips of Stan Lee blended into it. I mean, that is like an absolute serving of, you know, grandma's homemade apple pie. You know you're getting <clears throat> you know they're you're getting you're getting fast food movies. Marvel, you know, the MCU movies, they're fast food. I mean, they're not it, it, you know, you're not watching you're not watching five-star Academy Award, you know, content. I mean, it's you're getting fast food product, but it's great. I mean, it's it's a friggin' divine, absolute divine fast food product. But at the same time, it's a brand that everybody knows and loves. So like when you ask kids, you know, when you, if you ask kids, hey kids, have you ever heard of Marvel Studios before? Oh yeah, yeah, Avengers, Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, Spider-Man, Black Panther. Okay, buddy, have you ever heard of Sony Pictures? Huh? Sony, Sony Pictures, Tom Rothman. You know Tom Rothman, right? Who? And that is my point. No one gives a shit about the Sony Pictures brand Um Tom Rothman, the guy who runs this studio, um, and if if they feel that the Sony brand is going to put asses in the seats at the level that the Marvel Studios brand did, and can, and keep the continuity and the smooth flow of the story of Spider Man and Tom Holland's involvement continuous and without a without a bump in the road, you are fucking high. I'm sorry, but you are. It's it, it's it's oblivious, ego maniacal, arrogant thinking. Because now you're putting, if you just think of it from a business standpoint, okay, you got a product, a product that was running so smooth and making so much money, okay? Now you got to take the product, revamp it, repackage it, and present it to your customers and tell them it's the same exact thing, okay? You have to re-educate your customers now because you got, you've got kids and you've got parents. You've got kids, you know, Brandon's age, you know, 12, 13, teens, whatever, with parents like me, Gen Xers, who grew up on, you know, these characters, and now, you know, for me personally, you know, loving these flicks, and now these parents have to re-educate their kids, because now the kids are going to go to the parents saying, hey, mom, dad, why, why is, why Spider-Man, I thought Spider-Man's supposed to fight Mysterio, and Mysterio revealed Spider-Man's identity, how is that not in the MCU anymore, why, you know, and now the parents are going to like, well, um, 
well, uh, you know, and then they got to go into like all the boring legalities. Well, Spider-Man's not with Disney and Marvel anymore. It's now with Sony and they had to change the stories up and that it's going to go right over the kids heads because the kids aren't going to give a shit. They're going to want to know why isn't Spider-Man talking about Tony Stark. Tony Stark was such a huge part of Peter Parker's life in these movies. Why isn't he talking about him anymore? Well, son, well, my, my daughter, you know, while kid, well, kids, um, legally, Tom Holland can't, and Peter Parker can't mention Tony Stark anymore. It's friggin' stupid. It's fucking stupid. I, it, it's it, unbelievably idiotic. On you got such a lucrative um, business going on with these movies being partnered together and merged together into the MCU, and you just and you can't make it work over you know, X amount of percentage points and you're not thinking big picture. You just, I mean, it's, it, it takes me back to when uh, Michael Eisner, who used to run the Walt Disney Company, going back into the, you know, the mid-90s or whatever it was, uh, 2000s. And, uh, you know, they had partnered with Pixar. And then um, Michael Eisner kind of burned the bridge with Steve Jobs. Uh, Steve Jobs was the founder of Pixar, in partnership with John Lasseter. And Michael Eisner burned the bridge with Pixar. Then comes Bob Iger, who now runs uh, the Walt Disney Company. And Bob Iger, man, that guy's a freaking genius, and he's got that big, big picture vision. Kind of, kind of see five, ten years down the line, and he saw how important Pixar was to the Walt Disney Company's brand. And he mended that bridge with Pixar, and the rest is history. And that relationship has been sound ever since. So this this you know Marvel Studios Spider Man thing is so is right on par with that type of relationship. That's a bridge that's got to get mended because Spider Man is so key to the Marvel brand and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You've got to plug that that dude into these movies and keep it going because the way I see it after seeing Spider-Man Far From Home, it's looking to me like Peter Parker is this next phase's Tony Stark. Like he's going to be, you know, the the key, you know, figurehead of the next wave of this universe, you know, the next generation of Avengers. Hopefully that's what I thought was that, you know, Peter Parker is going to be that Tony Stark. He's going to be the tech savvy leader of the team. So, um, I just—it's amazing. It's amazing drop of the ball, um, and this is this is where the ego of you know the Hollywood studio can really make bad business decisions. And I'm sorry, I don't care what anybody—I don't care what anybody says. I'm come. I'm I'm expressing this from a customer's point of view. Okay, I've been buying a, a solid product for over ten years. Okay, and even for kids, kids have been shelling out their money for a solid product that they know and love for over 10 years. And now the product is getting completely repackaged and changed. And now you've got to re-educate your customers again. I mean, it's just idiotic, idiotic across the board, ignorance and arrogance ahead of good business. And I just hope that, you know, Kevin Feige, Bob Iger, you know, even Alan Horn, Alan Horn's the head of, you know, the film studio, at Disney, he runs all the film operations and everything like that. I mean, he's a top dog, you know, Kevin Feige's boss um, next to Bob Iger. I hope all these these dudes can put a brain trust together to, you know, smack Tom Rothman and all the folks over at Sony Pictures and say, listen, we got to get a deal done. You know, we, we, you know, we need Spider-Man just as much as you need us. 
it's just like when you you know when you see personalities from different networks from people from ESPN people leaving ESPN people leaving Fox News people leaving CNN and they think that their audience is not going to dwindle and not going to change it's going to change because the brand is more important than the personality this has always been my stance is just that the brand is more important than the personality you take someone you know you take somebody out of ESPN unplug them from ESPN and they don't go to another network and they just go out on their own, they're, you know, they may have success and, and that's great and, and all the best to them, but their their relevance and their market value dwindles because that brand is no longer attached. So if you, you've got to bring Spider-Man back into the Marvel, get that Marvel Studios brand put back on that dude and everything is right. You write that ship. So um, I could go on forever about this. It just blows my freaking mind. And I, you know, and I'm just a, you know, I'm just a dopey movie fan with a, with a podcast. And, uh, I'm just, and I, I'm sitting here thinking that this is just bad business. It's bad, bad business. And I hope they can write this ship. So, um, so on that note, I'm going to cool my jets. I'm going to slow my roll. I'm going to take a, take a drink because my throat is shot to hell. Um, getting over a cold. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back for the championship match at the Boys and Girls Club of Lunenburg um, as part of the 2019 Flickwish Showdown Tournament. So it's going to be a great match, a lot of fun, and I want to thank my homeboy, my wingman, Brandon Harris, my producer and co-host, my son, for being such a great addition to the show and a great co-host throughout this tournament. Um, so anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Flickwish Rising is brought to you by Redbox. Rent new releases and classic favorites from movies, TV shows, and games at low Redbox prices. Join Redbox Perks and get a free one-night DVD rental on us. Sign up today at redbox.com. I want to welcome everybody to uh, the Flickwish Showdown Tournament. Uh, what this is, my name is Bill Harris. Um, I, I'm Brandon's dad. And what Brandon and I do is we host a podcast called Flickwish Rising. And what it is, it's a movie news podcast where we talk about the latest movies that have come out, movie trailers, you know, new movies that are being announced, all anything having to do with movies from Marvel to Star Wars, you name it. So we talk about movies and what we're doing this summer is we're hosting, like Brent was saying, we host a movie we're hosting a movie trivia tournament between your club and the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Lowell. Like if you see in the papers that I was handing out, you see the tournament bracket and where things kind of stand between both clubs. And uh, we've been giving away some great prizes during the tournament. And what we're doing today, this is the championship match for the Boys and Girls Club of Lunenburg. So this is going to determine which team is going to move on to the Flickwish Championship at O'Neill Cinemas next Monday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at O'Neill Cinemas. It's going to be a really great event. We've got uh, some really great prizes we're giving away. We got free pizza, free drinks. We're giving away prizes to the little uh, the little spinners, um, also to uh, Great Wolf Lodge as well. So it's a free event for all your family. So you know, bring your friends, bring in all that. All right. So here's the deal. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna welcome back the two final teams, as you guys can see in your bracket. The two final teams that have come to the championship. Guardians of the Galaxy are taking on the Justice League, okay? And we've got, uh, both teams are shorter players, so we're going to have two on two. And what we're going to do is we're going to do four rounds of multiple choice movie trivia instead of three. We normally do three, but because we're short um, teammates, we want to keep it a challenge, we're going to do four rounds. And um, so we'll go ahead and we'll let, let's welcome up the teammates. So for Guardians of the Galaxy, let's uh, welcome James Barrett.
for the Justice League. Yeah, go ahead. Let me do Justice League, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, and for Justice League, Alondra. <laughs> she comes up in her soak shirt. Awesome. I'm going to take your team down. All right. Okay, so we've got... Um, all right, and for Guardians, one second. Okay, for Guardians, Tommy Mucci. All right, and I want to thank our sponsors for the Guardians of the Galaxy, O'Neill Cinemas in Littleton, um, sponsoring this team. So thank you to O'Neill Cinemas for that very much. Also, for the Justice League, I want to thank a huge, huge, huge sponsor. So if you guys are ever in the supermarket and you see a red box in there, drop some money in that red box and rent a movie because they stepped up and have sponsored this whole tournament. So thank you to Redbox for sponsoring Justice League. Let them hear you! Uh, no, I wish I could, but... All right. Discounts on movies. Okay, so the last one for Justice League. All right, the last team member... For the Justice League, drum roll, please. Lauren Anderson. All right. I need that. Okay. All right, so here's the deal, guys. Um, we're going to do four rounds of multiple-choice movie trivia. Uh, round one's uh, answer. <laughs> hey, all right. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Round one, correct answers are one point. Round two are two points. Round three, three points. Round four are four points. So anybody can win. Anybody has a chance of stealing this and winning the game. Um, we are only going to be doing one shout-out. And this you only get one shout-out, and you can use it for whatever round you want. So if you want to save your shout-out for, like, round four, you want to use it round one. But once you burn it, that's it. You're out of shout-outs for the rest of the game. And also, one important rule is that if I'm asking one team a question and the other team twitches and trembles and shouts out the answer when it's not their turn, you guys lose a point. Okay? So, got to keep the mouth closed and don't, blow, don't risk losing points. So, any questions on the rules? All good? Okay. So, we're going to start off with Guardians of the Galaxy with James, round one. Can I do the Guardians of the Galaxy this time? Okay, go ahead. All right. All right. All right. I'll keep scoring. Okay. Grab the card. All right. <clears throat> All right. This first question for Guardians of the Galaxy for James. Hola. All right. <clears throat> In Wreck-It Ralph, what is the name of Vanellope's video game? A. Sugar Rush, B. Sugar Crush, or C. Candyland? What 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 number? What letter is Sugar Crush? Sugar Rush. What? No. What, what, what letter was Sugar Rush? Uh, what? Well, yeah, sugar, well, sugar Rush was A. Okay, A. That is correct. All right. Good job. Okay. Make sure you keep your cards down. That's what, I was, that's what I was doing. Yeah, just a reminder. All right. Justice League, Alondra. <laughs> she is jacked. She's ready to go. Okay, Alondra. In Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, who is hovering over the table while the Death Eaters meet at the Malfoy's mansion? A. Charity Burbage. B. Voldemort. C. Professor Dumbledore.
Can you repeat the question? Sure. In Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, who is hovering over the table while the Death Eaters meet at the Malfoy's mansion? A. Charity Burbage. B. Voldemort. C. Professor Dumbledore. B. Incorrect. Correct answer was A. Charity Burbage. That's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Are there only going to be two questions each round? Yeah, we're just doing two. Yeah, so it's going to be a total. It's going to be a total of twelve questions. Eight. Well, no, well, eight questions total. We're doing four rounds. Oh, okay. I didn't want to make it too easy. This championship match. It'd be nice. All right. Okay, so going over to Tommy for the Guardians. All right, this question for Tommy. Let's go. Let him hear you. In Brave, what when Merida slashes her mother's tapestry, what does her mother do? A. Throw, throws Merida's bow into the fire. B. Tell her to leave the room. Or C. Starts to cry as she yells for help. And this is for Tommy. Keep it. Is it A? That is correct. Tell me A. I'm trying to defend this music. Stay focused now. All right. All right. Going back to Justice League. Lauren, here we go. All right. In Guardians of the Galaxy, who sacrifices themselves to save the rest of the Guardians from their spaceship crash? A, Gamora, B, Rocket, C, Groot. You are correct, Groot. Very good. Okay, so after round one, Guardians are leading two to one. Okay, going starting round two, going over to the Guardians. James is up. All right, James. All right. Here's your question. In Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, what classic Star Wars song plays at the end of the movie as the clone army is revealed? A, the Star Wars theme, B, the Imperial March, or C, Duel of Fates? You got your shout-out if you want to use your shout-out. Do you want me to repeat the answers again? Yes. Okay. All right. Do we just the answer to the whole question? Um. Repeat the entire question. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. In Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, what classic Star Wars song plays at the end of the movie as the clone army is revealed? A. Star Wars theme. B, the Imperial March, or C, Duel, Duel of Fates? Um, is Duel of Fates C? Yes. C. That is incorrect. It was B, the Imperial March. Oh, so, what? so either way, we're going to be wrong then. Yeah. It, it oh, was okay. either way. Okay. That's okay. Okay. So. Wait, so wait, it, was, it was B, the Imperial March. The Imperial March. The clones aren't in the Imperials. That makes no sense. That's the name of the song, though. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, I know. Dun, 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 dun. I've, I've seen that movie. And... <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Going over to the Justice League, Alondra. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. In The Incredibles, what is Frozone's actual first name? A. Lucas... B. Lewis or C. Lucius? 
See? You are correct. Nice job. Okay, so swinging it back to back to Guardians. Tommy's up. You got All right. this one. Tommy. All right. <clears throat> Here is your question. In the Avengers, who kills Agent Phil Coulson? A. Loki. B. A Hydra agent. Or C. The Shatari. Wait, what were the answers? All right. A. Loki. B. A Hydra agent. Or C. The Shatari. That is correct. All right. Going over to Justice League. Lauren. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, talking to Lauren. Sorry. <laughs> In Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, what relation is Prowler to Miles Morales? A, he is Miles' cousin. B, he is Miles' father. C, he is Miles' uncle. Could you repeat the question, please? In Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, what relation is Prowler to Miles Morales? A, he is Miles' cousin. B, he is Miles' father. C, he is Miles' Miles's uncle. B? B? Incorrect. It was C, it's his uncle. Okay, so, all right, so after two rounds, Guardians is in the lead, four to three. Going into round three, and back to Guardians, James is up, you're up. All right. Okay, in Thor Ragnarok, what is the name of Odin's first child? A, Thor, B, Loki, or C, Hela? Is Hela C? Yes. Hela. That is correct. They are killing it over here. What the heck is going on? All right. That's a great. All right, going over to uh, Justice League. Alon- uh, mm-hmm. Wait. Wait, I messed up. Oh. Alondra. Yeah, Alondra. Yes. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Alondra, got it. It's okay. No, I lost track of the rounds. Oh, my. Okay, so just a reminder, you guys both have your shout-out. You get your one shout-out. You got two rounds left, three and four. Okay. Are we already in the second round? No, we're starting the third round. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, what is Harry's Quidditch robe number? A31, B10, C7. <laughs> You're going to duct tape her mouth shut. Brett, do you have some duct tape in the drawer over there? Wait. What? Just shush. Just shush. If you feel like you're going to burn it out, just go back there. Can you repeat the answers? Okay. Want me to do the whole thing again? Yes. Okay, I'll do the whole thing. All right. In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, what is Harry's Quidditch rope number? A31. B, 10, C, 7. B. Incorrect. It was C, 7. All right. Okay, so going back to Guardians, Tommy's up. All right, Tommy. Look at that, Tommy. All right. Okay. 
In Star Wars Episode Six: The Return of the Jedi, Princess Leia strangles Jabba the Hutt with what? A. A rope. B. A chain. Or C. An electrified cable. Wait, wait. What? Which chain B. Yes. B. That is correct. All right. Last question in round three. Going to Lauren. Justice League. Oh, wait. Nope. That's the one we just read. <laughs> okay. All right. In Toy Story 2, what's the name of the 1950s puppet show which Woody was the star? A. Woody's Cowboy Hour. B. Woody's Roundup. Or C. Woody and the Gang. B. You are correct. Okay, right now, after three rounds, Guardians is up 10 to 6. Okay. Still anybody's game. Still anybody's game. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay anybody's, anybody's game going into the fourth and final round? You guys both have your shout-out. And going into the last round, um, I just want to do one last thank you to our sponsors, Redbox. North End Subaru of Lunenburg, as well as Great Wolf Lodge, um, Lowell Spinners, and O'Neill Cinemas. So another big thank you to our sponsors going into this one. Yeah, Red Okay, final round. Going over to James, Guardians. This is, you do Guardians, right? Yeah, I'm Guardians. Yeah, I'm Guardians. Guardians. All right. <clears throat> In Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back, what type of craft does Darth Vader send all over the galaxy to locate Luke and the rebels? A. Imperial probe droids. B. Tie interceptors. Or C. Imperial buzz droids. Can you do the answers again? Sure. A. Imperial probe droids. B. Tie interceptors. C. Imperial buzz droids. A Imperial Pro Droids. A. That is correct. A. Oh, that is correct. Okay. Alondra, Justice League. Give her a hand. Okay, here we go. All right. In Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Okay. Check. Just, just checking. Just checking. Okay, in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Who tells Voldemort when Harry is being moved from the Dursleys? A. Lucius Malfoy. B. Severus Snape. C. Bellatrix Lestrange. And you got your shout out. Shout out. Shout out? Okay, you're going to call. Danny. Severus Snape. Okay, now they have to confirm it. They take your shout-out and they confirm that that's what they want. Yes. You want with that? Yes. You are correct. Do the order's justice, Danny. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. Okay, so you guys are out of shout-outs. All right. Okay, so you use your shout-out. Your shout-out. All right. Okay, going over to Tommy for Guardians. All right, Tommy. Come on, Tommy. Last question, dude. All right. 
Wow. Wait, last question for the whole team. For the whole team. This is all right. Like, this is the, this is the last question for your team. This is the last question. It's he's like, he's like in like Zen. He's just like <laughs> you're feeling it. You're like one with a force, dude. It's do or die. All right. Quit stressing him out. What? You can tell he's already really tense. You get more sponsorship money that way. Okay. All right. All right. In Pacific Rim, what is the? I can't get me to think. I watched that movie like every night. Okay. All right. In Pacific Rim, what is the name of the sea monsters that humanity must battle to survive? James is losing his mind over here. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. A, the Orlocks. B, the Kaiju. Or C, the Rank Jew. That I'm not sure. Wait, 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 wait. Is Kaiju B? Yes. Okay, B. He, he's saying B. I'm so sorry. That is correct. I am never letting you go. Alright. Lauren, final question for your team. Alright. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're doing it. I've got this one, okay. No, you get to announce the winner. I'm okay, all right. All right. This is really intense. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alright, ready? Okay. Now, take your time with this one. It's the last one, okay? In Ocean's 8, what is the robbery target for the all female heist crew? Okay. What was their target? A, the New York City annual Met Gala. B, the Bellagio Casino. C, a Fabergé egg from Paris. A, A you are correct. Right. Everyone, quiet. That's it. Quiet. Quiet. Everyone's silent. Okay. So, the winning, oh wait, hold on. The final scores... For the Boys and Girls Club of Lindenburg, Massachusetts. Yeah. Alright, the final scores are 18 to 14. The winning team is. Guardians of the Galaxy! Oh, yeah. So, like, like I said, your final score was 18 to 14. You beat, you beat the Justice League by four points. Okay, so, first off, I want to congratulate, we want to congratulate Guardians of the Galaxy, but we also want to congratulate Justice League for putting up a fantastic competition. So, okay, so here's the deal. Um, so, you guys are moving on championship night, Monday night, O'Neill Cinemas. Next Monday? August 5th. Make sure you guys what tell time? you. August 5th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, so, good luck, and we'll be deciding the champion for Boys and Girls Club of Lowell on Wednesday. So, I'll let uh, Brett know who you guys are going to be facing and everything. So, I got one thing I can tell you. These Lowell kids, these little kids, they're tough. So you gotta bring you gotta bring the knowledge. All right, thanks again, guys. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Liquish Rising is brought to you by Redbox. Rent new releases and classic favorites from movies, TV shows, and games at low Redbox prices. Join Redbox perks and get a free one-night DVD rental on us. Sign up today at redbox.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, 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 welcome back, welcome back. What's up? What's up, what's up? Welcome back to another box office contest drawing here at Flickwish Rising, the second of two that we're doing uh, tonight before we have to catch a plane to Phoenix, Arizona for a big family vacation. And we actually have to leave the house at 3, I mean 2.30, yeah, to we, get to the airport. It's so about 10.30. What time is it now? It's about almost 10.30, so we'll we have less than five hours for sleep. Yeah, we got about 10.30, so we're going to probably get about three hours worth of sleep. So we're going to be in rare form tomorrow when we get on a plane. Yeah, they don't they don't call it red eye for nothing. <laughs> exactly. So this week we're going to be drawing from the finalists that we received from the July 19th to 21st box office contest, uh, which was our largest number of finalists for that drawing. That, that drawing got, drew a huge response, so we thought it was only fair to welcome back those finalists once again and pick another winner this week. Um, so what we're going to be doing, uh, because we've been getting such really great listener response to the movie trivia and the movie music trivia contest that Brandon has been been put through. I've been testing his movie memory and he's been doing a great job with yeah. it. So this week what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing music from movies. So, um, so I know we did this once before and you did a really good job with it. Um, where I'm going to test Brandon out on movies... Uh, excuse me, music from movies, and he's going to have to guess the movie, and if he wants to, he can even guess the scene if he feels really confident. So for every correct answer that Brandon gets, uh, we're going to be adding $5 on to the gift card that this week's winner receives. Right now it starts at 25 bucks, but if he goes three for three and gets all of them correct, then it's going to be another 15 on top of that for a grand total of... $40 in your pocket! Woo! Right, so it'll be a $40 gift card. Okay, so uh, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and kick it off with the first song. What do you think? Let's hit it. All right. So first one. Let's see. Let me just put it up here. I got it right here. Okay, you ready? Feeling good? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. And I totally did not see the songs at all. Yeah. No, Brandon does not know what songs these are. I do not know. Okay, first one coming up. If I can click on the link here. I know this already. I know this already. Oh, oh, I know this. I know this. I know this. I'm just gonna dance real quick. Get my funk on. <laughs> Alright, you can stop it now. I, I got my dancing now. Okay, he's been shaking it, shaking the oh, groove thing. I know this. Working it. Shaking I've, what his mama gave him. I'm been shaking me. everything my mama gave me. All right. Um, All right, what do you think I got for an answer? I know this. It is Ready Player One. Parzival said it. Oh, no, it was, it's a music. It's, it's music. Okay, tell me the okay. scene that the music's in if you want. All right. Okay. Uh, the scene was at the, at the Distracted Globe, which is the dance club in... in the virtual reality world called The Oasis, which was built by James Halliday and Ogden Morrow. In 2020, in, two, in 2000, 2025, and the movie actually takes place in 2045 in Columbus, Ohio, called The Stacks. Sweet Jesus, kid. 
<laughs> you are correct. Wow, you are correct. Wow, yes, I was Ready Player One. Very good. And also, Steven Spielberg directed it. Very homie dropping science. And not only did he direct Ready Player One, he also directed the Indiana Jones movies, which I, once you find out that Steven Spielberg directs something, you know it's going to be a good movie because he's one heck of a director. He is. He's one of the greatest. One of the great ones. How'd I do for that first one? Great job. Okay, so... Great job. Okay, so we got five bucks for that one. Puts the gift card total at what? 30 bucks in your pocket. Woo-hoo! Okay, so here comes the second song coming up. Go for it, baby. All right, here we go. Wasn't that the same one we just did? Oh, oh, oh. <coughs> I know this. I know this. Oh, uh, You got your dance moves in. You got a dance I know. Party. I know. I just want. I just want to sing the first part of it. Wait, it's all me. instrumental. There's no lyrics. I know. Oh, there's like I'm always ready for war. <laughs> I, you tell me. I don't know. This. Okay, but well, I need the name of the movie. Right, I know this. I know it. Should you pause it first? Or yeah, hold on. All right, you got an answer. Yes, I do. It. This song was originally put in Black Panther. Very good. And I can I can tell you where it was in. Okay. I the that song came in when I went to South Korea to to get the vibranium back that Ulysses Claw was trying to get to um was uh U- Ulysses, Ulysses Claw was trying to sell the vibranium to an American buyer who currently worked for the CIA. His name was Everett Ross, former Air Force pilot. And and uh thing was, he, <laughs> you're looking at me like a... You no, I got like, my drunk face on because I'm like, I'm, I'm intoxicated by your movie knowledge. Boy. Yeah, you're dang right. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, so it was in a casino and I believe it was in... I, I forget the name of the South Korean town, but it was, it, it was in South Korean... Yeah. South Korea, I almost said South Carolina, South Korea, and um, it was in Black Panther before a super B.A. car chase went on between the king of Wakanda, his uh, his sister, his ex-girlfriend, who was really hot, uh, <laughs> and uh, Okoye, who is the most B.A. guard I've ever seen. Well, just let you know, um, we, our flight leaves in like three hours, so are you all, are you all good? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are correct. Okay, so we're up to ten bucks onto that gift card. So the total is now. Wait, at... ten bucks? You said ten. You said. You said you're, well, you're... It's, we're adding ten dollars onto twenty-five. So what's the total now? Oh, uh, thirty-five. Very good. Okay, so we're at a thirty-five dollar gift card for this week's winner, and we got one more song. So you ready for it? Right. Okay, here we go. Go for it. All right. Is Come... is it a cakewalk or Come is up. it? How the heck do I, how the heck can you think I don't know this? I know this. Oh. I know, I know, I know who sang this song. His name, it's the little guy by the name of Led Zeppelin. It's a band. I know, I don't know, I, didn't, I thought it, Man, Led Zeppelin has got some pretty cool crap going on. 
I have a photographic memory. Alright, give me the movie. Let's freaking do this. Um, yeah, so the movie is Thor Ragnarok, which, um, and uh, the, guy, the person who plays Thor, his name's Chris Hemsworth, and uh, he's really cool. Uh, I just want to, I just want to give, give a little shout out for Stanley, give him, a little, I'll give him a new hairstyle in the middle of the movie. Oh, that was pretty cool when he got the haircut. Yeah. Uh, a little shout out to Stanley. Uh, I wish he was still here. Um, yeah, so it was in Thor Ragnarok. The scene came at, in the final part of the movie where Thor, uh, Scrapper 142, I don't know her name. Like, she actually, she ne they never revealed her name in the movie. Oh, wait, are you talking about Valkyrie? Valkyrie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Valkyrie. Wait, that's her name, Valkyrie? Yeah, that was her name. That's it? Yeah, oh, I think I... so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was in the fight where Thor, uh, Valkyrie, Loki, and Hulk were fighting uh, Hela and Scourge. Who, and Scourge was one of the guys who Thor fought with him on Venahine, which is a planet in one of the other nine realms. Which you take to get there by using the Bifrost, by putting the sword in, turning it, and jumping in. And, uh, but yeah. Notice, notice my drunk face. <laughs> I really wish I had a camera right here so I could post it on. I'm like I'm ham I'm I'm hammered. This is no pun because we're talking about Thor, but I'm actually hammered by the knowledge kid. This is awesome. Right, yeah, and uh you were fighting Hela, Scourge, and all the uh revived dead warriors from past as Guardian. Yeah. And they also use the freaking dog, which is awesome. The big black dog. I forget the name. Ventrist. Yeah, the the wolf. Yeah, it was like a wolf or something. Wolf, like it was a wolf. Sorry. It looked like a big cup. It looked like a big puppy dog. Awesome. <laughs> All right, great job, oh. bud. So you went three for three. So that's fifteen dollars on. So the card maxed out at. Uh wait, how much money did that earn? Fifteen dollars on top of twenty-five. Fifteen. Okay, home. Uh wait, that's forty. Right. Very good. So we got a forty-dollar gift card for the winner. So let's go right in to our box office drawing for this week. We're going to be pulling, um, as I mentioned, from the July 19th, 21st box office contest finalists. We've got eight finalists for this one. <coughs> so uh, this week's box office contest is brought to you by Redbox. Rent new releases and classic favorites from movies, TV shows, and games at low Redbox prices. Join Redbox perks and get a free one-night DVD rental on Redbox. Sign up today at redbox.com. And by O'Neill Cinemas and Backstage Lounge. For a one-of-a-kind movie-going experience, visit one of the best movie theaters in the region with eight all-stadium digital screens, Dolby, Al 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 Dolby Atmos surround sound, and premium dining delivered right to your reclining, all-weather deluxe lounger. O'Neill Cinemas and Backstage Lounge, located at the point in Littleton, Massachusetts, exit 31 off of I-495 and at O'NeillCinemas.com. <laughs> well, you taught me how to say that. Don't blame me. I love blame your delivery. Him. It's fantastic in every way you say it from top to bottom. Thanks, Johnny. I appreciate that. Compliment. What do we have for him, Johnny? Okay, great job, bud. Gracias. Uh, all right, so we got eight finalists this week. Um, got random.org pulled up here, so let me get back to it. I had it right here on my phone. Where did it go? Stand by, folks. We got random.org. Ah, there it is, right there. Okay, so we got all eight finalists plugged into random.org, and... We've got over here, Brandon's going to go ahead 
and Rocket. Well, we're going to want to announce the finalist first. Right, right, right. So let's give us... Can I just test it out to make sure No, it, it okay. works fine. It works fine I every know. time we do it. I just it. want to hit the button so bad. No, okay. Wait. Okay, so our finalists this week. All right, the finalists for the July 19th through July 21st box office contest are Raylene Doran from Malden, Massachusetts. Number two... Michelle Bendetti from Boston, Massachusetts. Number three, Maddie D. from Lunenburg, Massachusetts. Number four, Alina Almonte, also from Lunenburg. Number five, Shelby Elliott, also from Lunenburg. Number six, Daniel James, also from Lunenburg. Number seven, Ashley Blay or Blot, also from Lunenburg. Uh, to, and last but not least, Tatum Furman, also from Lunenburg. I know who she is. Okay, and they all picked on the Lion King as the uh, winner for that weekend, which they were all correct. Lion King came in at $191.7 million to win the weekend. I thought you were going to let me say that. Oh, I took care of that part. Sorry about Dad, that. Dad, you stole, you stole my thunder for even before it came out of the cloud. All right, so let's um, go ahead and let's rock the finalists here. Let's We got all finalists plugged in, so what do we got here? Let's rock. Wait, oh yeah, generate. Yeah. Okay. okay, so we got them in, plugged into random.org. All right, all right. Uh, drum roll, please. Stop generating. Number five, Shelby Elliott. Congratulations, and your prize is a forty-dollar gift card to Dunkin' Donuts. Get the best donuts. Get the best donuts. Breakfast sandwiches, coffee. I'm not sure if you drink coffee, or uh, iced tea. They got all kinds of good stuff. Breakfast sandwiches. They got a heck of a good bacon and egg and cheese breakfast sandwich. That they do. That they, they do. do. You can say that too because you get that all the time. Yep. I love them. I love them. All right. Well, congratulations, Shelby. And as always, we'll be in touch with you to get your um, get your mailing info, get your mailing address so we can get that gift card out to you as Congrats. soon as possible. Um, so we are going to wrap this one up, folks. Thanks again for coming back to the show. We really appreciate all the support. So uh, thanks again, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.